Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. <laughs> this is Bumblefoot, and you're listening to the Talking Metal Podcast. They can't get rid of me. Rock, rock over London. Zurich. Auckland. Dublin. Dallas. Milwaukee. Los Angeles. Sydney. Indianapolis. Tokyo. Seattle. Paris. Budapest. Berlin. New York. Ladies and gentlemen, two men who are committed to rocking you wherever you might be. John Astronomy and Mark Striegel. Welcome to the Talking Metal Podcast. Broadcasting around the world from TalkingMetal.com and StriegelsMusicNews.com. Welcome to the final countdown to Chinese democracy. This is John Astronomy. I'm here with Mark Striegel at the Channel 4 Pub in New York City. This is like our new hangout, the Channel 4 Pub. It's convenient. It is uh, centrally located to where I work and uh, not far from where you're working currently. Absolutely. Rockefeller Center. We got the Christmas tree outside. And this is one of my favorite areas of New York. They haven't put the lights on it yet, but they did... uh they did, I guess, hoist it up. It was cut down from a place in New Jersey. Absolutely. Those people who originally had it, believe it or not, 80 years ago, had that as their Christmas tree in their house. And I guess it had the roots attached because they then transplanted it. And 80 years later, it's outside right now. That's true. Merry Christmas in advance. Get ready to get all your Christmas shopping done. I recommend you guys pick up six copies of Chinese Democracy and use them as stocking stuffers this year. In all seriousness, guys, last night we had the privilege of hearing an advanced listen of the most anticipated album in the history of rock, Chinese Democracy. We heard it in its entirety, and it sounded great. I mean, there were different drum cuts on a lot of tracks, different mixes, different vocal sounds. Uh, The leaks... If you heard the leaks, you have not heard Chinese Democracy. Those do not give justice to what has become the final record. There were also some songs I'd never heard, like a song, Sorry, which blew my mind. Great stuff. Reminded me of Pink Floyd meets Black Sabbath. You know what? Other people have said the same thing about Sorry, the Pink Floyd reference, and I've spoken to a few people about that. It was just amazing. Let me describe to you the... New York City Chinese Democracy listening party at Webster Hall, the very famous club. At the beginning of the event, Bumblefoot came up and gave an introductory speech, and fans flocked to the stage 
like there was a band playing, even though we were just listening to a recording of Chinese democracy. That's how much energy was in the room. It was unbelievable. And I'm still recovering personally. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, and the fans really received Bumblefoot well. Like you said, they were screaming. I was told that a lot of people didn't even get in because it was in kind of a smaller room. Webster Hall is a massive club, but it was in a, a room called the Studio, and I heard a lot of people didn't even get in. So, uh, which is a shame because it was a lot of fun. It was packed. I would say a couple hundred people in there. Listening to Chinese democracies from start to finish, and just great stuff. Frank Ferrer was going to come in, and then he couldn't make it in at the last minute. So uh, he said, told me he was on Mr. Mom duty, which is understandable. I'm I'm learning what that means. Uh, it's uh, it's tough having a having kids, um, but well worth it and a lot of fun. I'm I'm blessed with uh, my new my new son. And we are all blessed because Chinese Democracy hitting Best Buy this Sunday. I will be there. I pre-ordered the vinyl on BestBuy.com. I think I may probably pick up the actual CD on Sunday, too. I am going to pick up a copy of the vinyl and the CD on Sunday because I didn't pre-order only because on the 23rd I want to have both copies in my hand so I can open them up and check out all the artwork, and uh, it's going to be amazing. Now, i got to tell you guys... This is a very special episode because not only do we have a great interview with Bumblefoot that we conducted last night, and let me tell you guys, Bumblefoot told us some great stories about the record and about what he's doing with his solo career, and in addition to that, we have teamed up with Dr. Pepper to bring you a very special kind of a contest. Mark, why don't you tell us about it? Yeah. We are so honored to have Dr. Pepper on board with us tonight, and this is great. If you have purchased the album at BestBuy.com, all you have to do is forward that email to us along with your address, and we will mail you a 12-pack of Dr. Pepper. It's actually a coupon that'll, that you can really cash in anywhere, Target or your local grocery store, and you will get... 12 cans, right? 12 cans of Dr. Pepper. Absolutely. You will get 12 cans of Dr. Pepper, Diet Dr. Pepper, Caffeine-Free Dr. Pepper, Caffeine-Free Diet Dr. Pepper, Cherry Vanilla Dr. Pepper, or Diet Cherry Vanilla Dr. Pepper. Any 12 cans of one of those sodas. You will get, thanks to Chris at Dr. Pepper, who has decided to team up with Talking Metal for this great contest. Yes, so all you do... Go to BestBuy.com, buy that album, show us that you've bought the record by forwarding us the email, and include your address in there so we know where to send the voucher. The voucher will be rushed right out to you, and all you have to do is take the voucher to your local uh, store and cash it in. Get your 12 cans of Dr. Pepper. So all you guys will wind up with 13 cans of Dr. Pepper. And let's add this contest. Here's what makes this a contest. It's been 15 years since the spaghetti incident, and therefore the first 15 people who have proven to us that they bought Chinese Democracy at Best Buy via BestBuy.com will receive 12 cans. And then you add that to the one can you're already going to receive, and you're going to receive 13 cans of Dr. Pepper. Yes. Drink up Dr. Pepper. A big talking metal toast. I am not drinking Dr. Pepper right now. Drinking a little bass. 
I'm drinking some Channel 4 Stout. It's a special beer made exclusively for the Channel 4 pub. This has been such a long journey to Chinese democracy for Talking Metal. We did the three uh, stakeouts, Guns N' Roses stakeouts. We did ten episodes, including this one, of Countdown to Chinese Democracy. And it's over. This is it. The album has arrived. We have heard the album. It sounds absolutely incredible. And... We even heard the album before certain members of the band. Absolutely. We won't divulge all of that information, but let me tell you, we have heard Chinese Democracy. I cannot believe that I'm actually even saying that we've heard Chinese Democracy. It's so amazing. I'm pounding my fist on the bar at the Channel 4 Pub. And, guys, you've got to go buy this album. You're going to love it. You will not be disappointed. These songs, to me, are already classics. Yeah, they really are. We thank Del James for coming on Talking Metal. We thank Bumblefoot for coming on Talking Metal many, many times. We thank Frank Ferrer for being on Talking Metal. Chris Pittman, one of the main songwriters on this record, he has been on Talking Metal and gave us a great interview just a few episodes ago. ago. If you haven't heard that, go back and check it out. Guys, go out and buy this album at bestbuy.com. If you want to buy it at more of an independent store, Vintage Vinyl in New Jersey will be carrying it. And they are also carrying the Bumblefoot solo record. He will be there on November 26th signing copies of both albums. Absolutely. Vintage Vinyl is a great store. I've personally been there. And it is a place that has a, a lot of history. It's one of these stores that have been around forever. Megaforce Records is right around the corner back in the day. And... So many great bands like Anthrax and, you know, S.O.D. and M.O.D. all have had a history with vintage vinyl. It's a great, great store. Uh, if you're in the area, go see Bumblefoot on November 26th. And I also want to send out a special thanks to Robin Fink, who is on this record. And although he was not interviewed for the podcast, we did feature a photo session with Robin on TalkingMetal.com. And that's still available, so you guys can go check that out as well cool and this is bumblefoot recorded last night at webster hall probably a couple nights ago by the time you're hearing this but monday november 17th at webster hall before he introed the record and before we heard chinese democracy big thanks to bumblefoot hey this is john astronomy i'm here with mark striegel and our very special guest bumblefoot part of the Talking Metal family. We are at the first ever official Chinese Democracy listening party at Webster Hall in New York, New York. Bumblefoot, how are you? Doing good, man. We're in the back room behind the place. The room is unfinished and there is uh, all kinds of wires hanging from the ceiling and we're pointing out what kind of wire is what. Like this one over here, this brown one hanging across, right touching your head, is a uh, phone wire. The one that's from the hole in the ceiling coming down that's uh, That you don't want to touch. That one might be very hot. And do you know all this wiring stuff from wiring your studio? Yeah, from from uh, learning from a few mistakes. Yeah. Oh, no. Bumblefoot, the musician and electrician. Cool. Well, we're here at Webster Hall for one reason, and that is to finally hear, after all these years, Chinese Democracy. The album, I'm assuming, is done because it's going to be... Played here in a matter of minutes. I don't know. What did Dell say about it? Did he post anything? Any formal comments saying that it's done? I haven't read that it's done yet. If it's not an official statement from them, then then it, you know, don't believe anything you read on the internet or anything if it's not from from the source. So, uh, 
yeah, man, it's done and it's coming out. Yeah. yeah. And have you heard it? I was because I was talking to Frank Ferrer this morning, and he. Uh, informed me that he had heard the second single off the record better and he was psyched because they used a take with him playing and he seemed unaware that that was going to be the case uh, yeah i heard some stuff it was pretty damn good um it's nice uh it's nice hearing it all together and mastered and and ready to be delivered to the people you know so yeah well, we are just blown away by what we heard so far. If the world sounds great, Chinese democracy sounds great. Better has been played on the radio today, and I have not yet heard it. I have to tell you guys, I have not heard it yet. Yeah, man, they're, they're sticking a lot of my fretless guitar that I laid down in a lot of the songs. It's it's, it's in there, man. I heard it on, uh, you know, I heard it in Better, heard it in Chinese, heard it in Shacklers, uh, heard it in Scraped. Uh, what else? I mean, it's it's a I got uh, the guys Vigier guitars out in France that make all my fretless stuff. They're making me a nice double neck that I could use when we go on tour. So this way, it'll be real easy to just switch back and forth between necks and all for those songs. Now, that, that fretless that I've seen that I've played that's yours has a metal-feeling fingerboard. What metal is that? Is that aluminum? You know, they won't tell me what it oh, is. Wow. It's some secret melange of French metals that they uh, that's their own special mix of metallic ingredients that they put together to get it to be the way it is and uh they won't tell me i guess uh, you got to be french to know and then they won't let any uh americans find out so so because i guess they figure i'll tell gibson it's a secret melange which is a great french word and i have a question will there be a place for a thimble in this double neck oh yes uh don't ton cul that's french I'm not going to tell you what it means, though, but... Uh, je m'appelle Jean. Je joue de la batterie. So this album has obviously been in the making for many, many years. It has a lot of different people playing on it. How involved were you in recording these past few years? We know you did extensive touring with Guns N' Roses. Were there a lot of recording sessions you did also? Yeah, in between legs of the tour, we would hit either... Uh what do you call it on 8th street uh what the fuck yeah thank you electric lady we would hit electric lady out here and just uh, bounce around a couple of places in la uh in between the touring and i'll just spend a good 10 to 14 hours a day just trying all kinds of stuff just anything i could think of that might bring something to the song and just see what leads to what you know try different rhythm stuff try and sleaze it up a bit um, try some riffy stuff, some things that go with the vocals, some things that go with other guitar lines and melodies, some fretless stuff, some soloing stuff, just everything. And then in the end, you know, decisions are made to see what is best for the song and how loud to put it or whether that ought to you just kick it out. And yeah, so definitely uh, put a little bit of time into it. I didn't put in 10 years, but, you know, I put in a little something, a little something, something. Cool. And in the meantime, you've had your record come out abnormal and you're following that up with yet another solo record tell us about this acoustic i read on uh i'm a i follow you on twitter by the way and i received the update yesterday the acoustic record is almost done just about done i just got to think of a name i don't know um yeah so so abnormal we put it on the web in july did pretty well did better than the rest of the stuff which means that my mom probably bought like two copies instead of one. And uh, 
So now I got some distro in Europe and got some North American distro. They'll stick it in stores. Uh, doesn't mean you're going to see it all over the shelves. just means that there is the possibility where a store can get it. Maybe they'll choose to, you know, stock it or they can order it. But, you know, it'll be available. And rather than going on tour, I didn't know what my schedule was going to be like. I knew that this moment, this Chinese moment was coming up. So rather than making any plans and possibly needing to cancel, figured I'd just better get back into the studio and just put out some more music while I had the chance. So I went back in and started doing acoustic versions of songs from Abnormal, from Normal, uh, from the past records, and it came out really nice. It's such a different approach, and it almost felt like I was doing covers of my own music and having to rewrite, reinterpret parts of songs that normally would work for... You know, an electric guitar through a driven amp. Now I had to find a new way of making that part work on just a plain acoustic guitar. So it was almost rewriting parts of songs and coming up with variations. And vocally, it brought out a whole other side of things. It wasn't about the power. It was about the dynamics and the emotion. So I found myself really singing a lot differently. And and I hope people like it. it it's It was very... Fun. Not, I wouldn't say challenging. It was uh, just a. It was something different, and and it was uh, it was enjoyable. I hope you all like it. I'm hoping to have it out there and available by the middle of December. So we'll see what happens. If I could come up with a name. Very good. And in, as far as a band goes on this acoustic record, is it just Dennis, or do you have other players with you? There isn't even drums on there. It's just a rhythm acoustic guitar. A lead acoustic guitar, vocals, and a bass in the background, and that's it. It's completely stripped down, naked, bare, so just, not even raw, just skeletal, just, yeah, it's really stripped, stripped down. Now, Bumble, when you recorded Abnormal, you did it in what I would call an unconventional yet very cool way. You would... And correct me if I'm wrong, you would actually go in, for example, and do lead vocals on every song on the album, and you'd do that multiple times. And I just thought that was an amazing way to record. Very, very difficult, in my opinion. Did you approach the acoustic record the same way? I didn't do it for the acoustic record, but yeah, for Abnormal, what I did. Like, normally what you do is... You pick a song and you work on it until you got it done. You start working on the next one. You start hearing things from the last one you did and put a few tweaks to that. But, you know, you really focus section by section and just keep honing in word by word everything. With Abnormal, I would go into the studio. I would have the songs ready to go. And I would sing every song one time straight through as if it was a gig. And as quickly as possible. As soon as I finish one, save, load the next song. Sing it, save, next one. Wouldn't listen to anything. I would just go home and do the same thing the next day. Did that for a month. And oh, and also, every time I did it, I made sure there were people there. So this way, I didn't get to think too much. I was in ham it up mode, you know, where it's like, yeah, yeah. You're slightly in performance mode a little more. So you just cheese it out a little extra. So, yeah. I was going to say, you mentioned performance mode, and I didn't know that that happened to all artists. I thought maybe that just happened to me where I have a, a method of performing or, and re- recording when I'm by myself, but then when there are people around, something comes over me, I get an adrenaline rush, and suddenly my performance is different. And I'm amazed to hear that that's the case with you as well. Did it the same way. So instead of 
going after a whole song, I would sing the whole album all the way through, shut it off, go home. The next day I would do the same thing, did that for a month. By the end of that month, all these things that might have spontaneously happened during that month became parts of the song. I started getting a feel for just the tone I should give a song and everything, and, and it worked out well. And I would just pick the best take. And yeah, so I did that. What else did I do that was different? Oh, I reamped the guitars, which normally what you do is you're plugged into the amp, you got mics on the amp, and you record what's coming through those mics. Therefore, your performance, the way you played, what you played, is bound to the sound of your guitar coming through that amp, and you can't really change it very much. You can EQ it, but you can't make any big changes. When you reamp a guitar, what you do is you have the recording device in between the guitar and the amp, so it's capturing just your raw guitar. It's capturing what you send to the amplifier. So this way, once you've played it right, you have that and you send that. You send the track of your performance to the amp and you can spend time tweaking the sound of the amp, picking different microphones, uh, different distances, different rooms, different dampening, different everything. And you end up getting a much better guitar sound because you have the option to get a better guitar sound. So I was able to spend a lot of time picking different amps and different uh, settings for them that would be best. And I think I got a much better guitar sound as a result. So it's a good way. I don't think I would ever go back. You're no longer at liberty to that initial sound during the first time you played it. There's a ton of people here tonight to hear the album. Are you going to go out and say a few words before the, uh, the actual playing of the record starts? I most definitely am. I'm going to greet these downloading motherfuckers and, <laughs> and thank them for uh, being here and for celebrating this occasion. And, yeah, we're going to have a damn good time. Cool. And there was a little uproar on a lot of the Guns N' Roses message boards yesterday among the hardcore community of GNR fans. A few names disappeared off the official MySpace Guns N' Roses page. Not your name, so don't, don't worry about it. But uh, any, any comment on that? Well, the way I look at it is if anybody is making their final statement about it, they will do so. Not me. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to speak on behalf of anybody for Robin or Brain or anybody. Um, whatever they want to say about it and whatever their stand is, is with things, their stance is with things, they are, uh, you know, that's up to them, man. We just, I just, I'm respecting their wishes and how they want to proceed with their life and their uh, relationship with this and... So basically, I'm saying in a lot of words, absolutely nothing. But you said it in a nice way. And I wanted to ask about all the great charitable work you've been doing in the last year. You do what you can, that's all. It's, just, it's no biggie. It's just if it, it takes very little effort to do something nice and to help somebody. So you just fucking do it, man. You don't, you know, if I can donate something and it's going to help somebody raise money towards something good, I'll do it. Um... If I could do a gig and people come to the gig and it, it's to support a certain cause, I'll do it. So I did a few things. Uh, did uh, something for uh, the diabetes situation we have going on. I did, uh, I've been continually doing something about uh, MS, multiple sclerosis, um, with Abnormal. I had a thing going on where if you get a signed CD, I donate $5 of it to research 
and I'm going to continue doing that. I might step it up and just, you know, make it anything signed. I'm going to do that for. Uh, yeah, you just do whatever you can. That's all. When you can, when it's possible. Cool. And how is Jen doing? She's here tonight and looks great. Yeah, she's doing great. She's kicking ass. I should probably uh, bring her on stage with me when I speak because she makes a very good shock collar where if I start saying the wrong thing, she can kind of give me a little choke and I'll shut the hell up before I say anything and causes too much damage. And is that free download still available on BumbleFit.com? Of that one song? Yeah. Yeah, it's on there. Go get it. Steal it. Well, it's not really stealing shit. Uh, take it. Bumble, we've had such an amazing history with you, dating way back to the very first Eating with Bumblefoot podcast. And then we've had Eating with Frank and Bumblefoot. We've had Mr. and Mrs. Bumblefoot. We've worked with you on Talking Metal on Fuse. And you've just become one of our absolute, just personal best friends. And we can't thank you enough for everything you've done for Talking Metal. And congratulations on your release of not only Chinese Democracy, but Abnormal and all of your other solo work. Absolutely. Thank you. Guys, thank you so much. We, uh, we go back a long way, and, and it's, been a, <laughs> it's been a hell of a journey, and I'm glad we could do it together. So thank you so much. That was the interview with Bumblefoot at the Guns N' Roses Chinese Democracy first ever listening party. And let me tell you guys, it was just amazing, as we said. And we want to also send a special thanks out to Jen, Mrs. Bumblefoot, who has appeared on Talking Metal, and you will see her on TalkingMetal.com in the photo that we shot last night of Mark and I with Bumblefoot and his lovely wife, Jen. Yeah, K-Rock was there, which is a big radio station here in New York, CBS Radio. They were sponsoring the event along with uh, Best Buy and Dr. Pepper, a lot of big sponsors there last night. Uh, the K-Rock girls w- were there, and we had the privilege of meeting these uh, nice ladies and actually had our picture taken with them. So we will post that picture on TalkingMetal.com in today's show notes along with all the other pictures. So check out the K-Rock girls, and you can also uh, check out the K-Rock girls at the website, 923krock.com. Yeah, the K-Rock girls were great, Dominique and Karina, and they gave us both a keychain so that we can open our beer when we need it. Always a good thing. I think that's about it for me. It's just, uh, it's, it's very, very exciting that we finally reached this moment. I'm almost a little sad that we're not going to be able to do these countdowns anymore. But there's rumors there might be a Chinese Democracy 2 or a second album of Chinese Democracy material. So maybe we'll have to start that countdown soon. The very next episode of Talking Metal will be Countdown to Chinese Democracy 2 Part 1. <laughs> <laughs> not, not really. The very next episode will actually be Overkill. Some of the guys in Overkill will be coming on. We're actually excited because we're going to play a gig with Ron from Overkill uh, in February. So go to the news section on TalkingMetal.com for more about that. Should we end with an unreleased track here? Yes, and before we do that, I just want to mention that uh, although we're normally really, really upbeat... If it sounds like we're a little down, we're still recovering from the extravaganza that was the Chinese Democracy listening party, which, after Webster Hall, spilled over to the poorhouse across the street. Uh, okay, so without further ado, we're going to play a track here. We recorded this in the Hit Factory with Bumblefoot on guitar, myself on bass, uh, John is on drums, 
Zach Wilde plays piano and handles the vocals and wrote the lyrics and came up with the, the basic chord progression and all that. Uh, great guy, Zach Wilde. He was, I guess, for a while actually involved in Guns N' Roses and maybe even Chinese Democracy. I'm not sure. It's a little fuzzy, but great guy, Zach Wilde. And we're very excited to play this for you in its entirety for really the first time anywhere. Absolutely. This is a great song. I love this song. It's literally one of my favorite songs, and the people who have heard it on Talking Metal on Fuse have all loved it, and everybody's been wondering, you know, where can I buy this? And uh, we will let you know when that information becomes available, but for now, you can listen to it right here on TalkingMetal.com. Guys, take care. The countdown to Chinese democracy is officially over. Pick up your copy this weekend at Best Buy, actually this Sunday at Best Buy, or buy it online and forward us that email to get 12 cans of Dr. Pepper for free, courtesy of Talking Metal. And congratulations, Axl Rose and Guns N' Roses. Chinese democracy has begun. Right now, this is Till the End by Zach Wilde, Mumblefoot, and Mark and John from Talking Metal. Take care. And baby, in the end, it's just you and me. Yeah.
Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.